Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for another episode of The Working Therapist. I am Hayden Bolick. And today we have Deanna Melvin, who is a speech-language pathology assistant with us with PDT. I've really actually been so excited about this all week long. Not kidding. Like, I really have. I've told several people, I'm doing a podcast with Deanna on Wednesday. I'm so excited that you're here, Deanna. But why don't you introduce yourself? Just tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do, that kind of thing. Okay. Yes, I'm Deanna Melvin, and I am a speech pathology assistant. And I have been working with Hayden at PDT for 14 years. As really? of June, yes. Good dig of mugger. Wow. Long time. That is a long time. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That makes you senior. Though you don't want to be called senior, like senior person or like senior, <laughs> like may infer that you're time for to like get senior price coffee, which you're not that price, you're not that old or whatever yet by any stretch. But that's awesome. Yes. I've, I've enjoyed it every year. Good. That's yes. good. Well, it's it. always a good day, in my opinion, when you work with Deanna. And I really, Deanna, have been so excited about this. So weren't you were the first licensed SLP assistant in North Carolina? Yes, I yeah. am. That's my number, number one. Yes. Really? Yes. You're a groundbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks to you, of course. But yes, I'm, that's my number, number one. Hot dog. That, to me, I think is a claim to fame right there. That's good enough for me, <laughs> number one <laughs> anything. I've been with PDT for a long time, so you've seen a lot of changes. I think, actually, weren't we in the office over there on Purdue, like our little, like a little tiny yes. office when we first started? Very small office. I think there was maybe three or four therapists. Yeah, there. I'll say like you, me, and a couple other people. Yeah, it was a very small operation, yes. Mm-hmm. And so through the years, Deanna and I have worked in a lot of different situations, a lot of different places. Really, I'm not sure there's any place at PDT that you, Deanna, haven't worked. I don't think there is. If there is, I don't know about it. (laughs) I I think I've covered them all so far. Yeah, you have. Everywhere from here to Richmond County. Yes, absolutely. And Scotland. Scotland County, yes. Uh That's impressive. Because of that, we have lots and lots of stories. Now, first off, though, everybody needs to know about Deanna. Like, you're some kind of secret child whisperer because there's been many a situation I've been in, and we're talking about home visits today and sort of some home visit stories. So let me back up a little bit. Home visit stories, talking about home visits. Um, We've been wanting to do this podcast for a while. Yes. Because there's just so many good stories and so many good things about a home visit. We did a home visit podcast to talk about what is a good home visit. And after that, we're like, man, we really need Deanna. She's like the the queen of home visits and the queen of making it work in the best way possible because Deanna is most flexible and the most, we can make this work. Yeah, you definitely need to be flexible if you're going to do home visits. Here at PDT, do the Strength Finders assessment for all of our employees, and positivity is in your top five, which is a good thing for a home visit because your glass definitely needs to be half full. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I don't want to badmouth all home visits because some home visits are awesome. I mean, well, all of them are awesome in their own they're just challenging. Yes. The, you just got to look at it. Each home visit is a little bit different because you're going to somebody's house. Mm-hmm. So you have to be flexible and you have to, you know, realize, okay, you have to mold and change a little bit depending on what you're kind of getting into. 
Exactly. Yeah. So one thing I always say about a home visit is I think they're important to do for every therapist at some point in their career. If you work with pediatrics, you know, even if you work with adults, but especially in my opinion, if you work with pediatrics, home visits are always important for them to do because I think it really helps you grow, makes you a better therapist. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, each home you go into has got its own personality and its own thing. And so you have to assess the situation, you know. Mm-hmm. And then modify how you present things or how you talk or just modify the situation based on the personality of that home and that family. Well, and too, you're on their turf. You're not the one in charge and you have to present in a way that's not intimidating or overstepping boundaries in their home. So that's that's one of the big things, too. That made me think of a good story just then when you said that. Yes, yes. we'll share that in just a second. But yes, we actually get into that. That's what we're going to talk about, some different home visit stories. So, all right, this is going to be a game to figure out if you remember these stories, Deanna, okay. or if I remember them too. <laughs> I don't know if you recall this, but talking about people being on their home turf, because this is a good example. Do you remember we went to the trailer park and there was two trailers with the same address? Oh, yes, yes. I, yeah, yes. And so we went to the first home and it was the wrong one. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, so we went in, just you and me, and then we went in and this dude let us in the house, right? Yeah, he yeah he was gonna he let us in. Yeah, he was gonna let us do therapy. I guess. Yeah, I guess. but and it took us a minute or two to figure out, like, okay, there's no kid here. Right. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> and so we come in, and we've got like our so we paint the scene. We got our bag of toys. It's early in the morning, so we're bebopping, fresh day, and we've not been to this home. It was the first one we ever, but we hadn't been to this home before, so we didn't really know. So we go driving up, you know, GPS appointed us here, and we talked to this guy for. I mean, how long were we in this house? It was long enough for him to realize that we were at the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> and for us to realize it, too, because <laughs> it took a minute, because we were sort of talking. I thought he was the dad. He's eating a bowl of cereal or something, too, wasn't something, he? Yeah, something, yeah. I think he was having breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And he was having breakfast or something, but he looked, I don't know. So it took us a while. We were talking to him, and then finally, I don't know how he figured out, okay, this, yeah, there's no children here. <laughs> he wasn't expecting <laughs> But we were like, it is den. He was just glad to have company, I yeah. think. So. Yeah, <laughs> so, and so. And obviously, we weren't that offensive. No, no. So we must have like maybe gotten a little too good at being able to sort of <laughs> go into any home and be welcoming, not be intimidating to yes. the family or whatever. So when we did figure out it was the wrong house, we left <laughs> and then we went to the other trailer with the exact same address. Yes. Same trailer park. Same trailer park. That was very, yeah. Yeah, that's that was weird. Unusual. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't always happen. And so then we went to the right one and that home visit though was not the easiest one ever. No. Because I don't know if you recall, but that little dude that we saw. There was a child there, thank goodness, and it was the child we're supposed to see, which that's even, that's a double bonus. Yes. There we were the right place. The one we're yes. to see. <laughs> so not just a random kid, but the one we we're actually supposed to see. And then he literally, I don't think the child sat in that therapy session. No, he did not. Mm-mm. He pinged from one sofa to another sofa, to a chair, to the kitchen table bar, to like up on the wall, to bing, 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 bing. Yes. Bing. I can remember leaving that house vividly thinking, I don't know how in the heck Deanna is going to do this. Like I, and I'm the supervising SLP there, and I'm the one who's supposed to be able to give you all the. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I got nothing. Yeah, like, he 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 presented to be a big challenge in that's, the beginning. Yes, that's why I call you like the child whisperer. Not kidding, because then I would go back a couple months later to do a goal assessment update progress. S- he's sitting there on the den floor with Deanna participating in like. Multiple play scenarios, 30 to 45 minutes. It was magic. Like, I totally don't know what you did, but because <laughs> I left there thinking, I, I got nothing. I don't know. I wrote up a goal plan. I wrote up a plan of care. I'm probably totally not supposed to say that. 
Like I probably not say say I've got nothing. But well, I mean, obviously you had the right goals, so that's because no. that's what we worked on. No, and, no, yeah, that's I, what helped. No, I think it's all you, and I think it was you <laughs> just reading the situation correctly, and then slowly getting this child to attend. And he really was—he was sitting on the mm-hmm. floor participating for a whole session. It's unbelievable. And that's one of the challenges. Like when you have a kid like that, like how far can I push them and you know make them do something that they don't want to do before mom and dad? get uneasy. So that's one of the big challenges with home visits, just testing the waters constantly. Because obviously it was okay for this family, for this child to ping from one thing and never to sit down because that's what he was doing when we got Mm -hmm. there. And that's how he always acted. And so for him to go from that to being able to sit, he probably wasn't that agreeable to the whole thing before I got back there. No, yeah, it was was definitely something we had to work on. Yeah. And so if I remember correctly, that mom, she was pretty strong- the very first time we went out, she was very upset because we were not on time. She was... Well, that's because we were at the wrong trailer. Right, yeah. The she <laughs> we were visiting her neighbors down <laughs> oh, the street. That's right. But yeah, she, um, she was very unhappy. Because she said, are you going to be late every time? Like, well, right. no, because now we know to go to the right trailer because <laughs> we, we won't go visit your... But she turned out to be, you know, a very nice yeah. mom. So, yeah. And then I think, too, that some people are just naturally offensive mm-hmm. when you're coming in their home mm-hmm. to work with their child. And so... That's things to keep in mind. Yeah, you're right. Because the goal is to get the child to participate and do, and we got to make progress with that child. So we have to read the situation. And mm-hmm. and that really makes you a better therapist. It also makes you learn how to communicate with families so that they understand, oh, this person's helping my child. The reason why I'm making them sit and attend for, you right. know, however many minutes during the session, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then that makes me think of a different story, kind of related, but maybe not, is the one, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but sometimes you go in the homes where everybody in the whole house is speaking a different language, which right. is fine, but that presents a whole other set of challenges because you've got this language barrier plus a child with some special needs you've got to work on, and you've got to figure out how do I communicate with this family right? because there's not always an interpreter there. No, there's not. Mm-mm. Sometimes it's just you and what five Spanish words you may know and (laughs) (laughs) the rest you've got to figure out. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I can remember, this has nothing to do with therapy, but I can remember one day when you and I were there and I was on the phone with somebody from the office and before the visit started and I was sitting outside the house and they were telling me something and I said, look, you got to stop talking right now because there's a guy right there holding back the pit bull. Deanna (laughs) had already gone in the house (laughs) and the interpreter was like behind Deanna going into the house and I told the person on the phone, I was like, you've got to stop talking because I've got to tell you three things and the dude is holding back the pit bull and the interpreter's gone in the house. So if she goes in the house and he lets go of the dog because I'm out here too long, I got nothing to say. Yo, come get your creature or beast or whatever that thing. (laughs) is because they're going to chew my leg off (laughs) yeah you don't you don't want to find out uh, how much of an attack dog or guard dog it is so yes no exactly but in those situations where you don't necessarily speak all the language sometimes you also learn to use some resources like there might be a brother or sister there because you can't have the interpreter there some but you can't have necessarily maybe not have them there every visit yeah sometimes older siblings are great interpreters for Mm -hmm. mom and dad absolutely (laughs) yeah and then sometimes you get lucky and find out oh well One parent does speak English. Yes. That's a good day. Or aunt just moved in and she speaks English. Like, hallelujah. (laughs) Thank goodness we got something. So we were going to talk about a few other visits. One visit, I think Deanna and I went on that same day. We could tell about that whole day. That whole day was a doozy. That was a doozy of a home visit day. That that was, yes, that was a, 
Am I in the right professional? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was like, what? Did we do speech therapy today? Because I don't yeah, remember. I'm not that, sure what went on here I don't today. know what happened, but I don't know that any speech therapy happened. Something happened. But um, So we left that pit bull visit home to the next house. And literally, we get there, and we drive up, and like we can hear the argument from the road. Oh, yes. There was... A serious... uh, There was a thing going on. Yes. And this mama and daddy were fighting, like screaming at each other, fighting, yelling inside the house. And so I can just remember standing again. There's me and Deanna and I standing there. Got our At the P- door, like, what do we do? We got our PDT t-shirts on <laughs> and our toy bag, you know. We've got one hand, Mr. Potato Head, the other thing, a thing of bubbles. And these people are like screaming at each other. Yeah, you could hear things being thrown and mm-hmm. yes. it's not good and so I can remember Deanna looked at me she goes are we going in there you said you looked at me <laughs> yeah. so are we going in there and I was like uh, I'm, if I had been by myself I would have said no but I felt bad for that poor child yes so we did go in and I think we literally did therapy like in the door frame of the yeah, front door. Yeah, I positioned myself so that the door would stay open. Like I held it open just in case things started heating up again and we needed to yeah. make a quick exit. We did. And the we did. We sat, sat in that was awful. We, it wasn't awful, actually. It was very good. But we sat in the door frame. Yes, and we did. I think we said something about, look, if it goes south, just drop everything and run out the door. <laughs> just forget all everything. I got, like, Let's I'm, just... <laughs> like, forget it. They can have the potato head. That's they can have right. the bubbles. It's like, all yours. Like, right here. And we was like, I got the keys. Go. Just go. 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 And I parked right there. You see the car. Just go. But thank goodness the dad left. Yes, he did. So that <sighs> things calmed down. We were... Sometimes for these little people, we go into some homes and they are, let me tell you, the Mac Daddy. Like, you really, I have a hard time leaving because I'm like, can I just stay for a while? Because this is a lot better than where I live. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, but some homes, it's not. No. And so it also makes you realize what some of these little people are faced with every day, all day long, you know, with this argument going on. I don't know how often that happened or how often it didn't happen. But sometimes when you go on these home visits, you're their only maybe bright hope for the week. Right. You know, and so you're doing more than just speech therapy. You're doing speech therapy, but I think sometimes you're the only one that's showing them any kind of love or attention or encouragement. Yes, absolutely. All week. So I think, yeah, we got our game, but you can't be a wimp. No, it's it's not for the weak at heart. But in that situation, if the therapist was by themselves, I would tell them not to go in. Oh, yeah. You know, when it's, if you feel the rightness, definitely not, you know, something you need to walk away from or. And then in every situation, if it was ever dangerous, we always called DSS. Yes. Always called DSS. Okay, that was the next visit. That was a doozy. But we got through that session. Again, I don't remember how much speech therapy happened in that session, but I'm sure something did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Something. Let's just go with it. We got to the next house, and we walked in, and I don't know that Dirty could describe the situation. Do you think Dirty could describe that house? No, I think Dirty is the word for that. I think it was, I don't know. What comes after Dirty? It was bad disorganized, dirty. I mean, there was not even a spot on the floor that you could sit. We had to like kick trash out of the way to. And the home visit tip number one or two or three or whatever tip we're on at this point, always bring a, um, go to Walmart or wherever, go get one of those tablecloths that are like the disposable mm -hmm. plastic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have one of those, have a couple of those in your trunk so that you can put the tablecloth down on the floor and it serves a couple purposes. One, it's clean. You got a clean square to sit on. And two, you can tell the family, and I do tell the family, and this is the truth, 
hey, look, I'm working on attention to task and focus, so we need to stay on our therapy mat while we're in therapy, and mm -hmm. then you can always throw that at the nearest gas station that you come to. Throw it away and start over because they're like $1.99. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we use it as our play area. This is where we're playing, and we need to get on our mat. And that's a great because you don't to want have. to be offensive. No, not at all. You don't want to say, "Well, I can't sit down because your floor is too dirty." I mean, sometimes it really is too dirty. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do that. But I think that's home visit tip number one: have a tablecloth from Walmart. <laughs> yes. So, have, have several, in fact, just yes. in case. But in this situation, we didn't even get that far. I think we were in there for five minutes. I'm not sure there was any child in the house dressed. This was a sad situation. This was beyond even home visits. I think in that situation, Dean and I were in there for five minutes. I told the mom, hey, look, we're going to have to go and come back because there was a baby. There and there was a newborn, yes. Newborn. He was, was he screaming? Yeah, he was crying and she didn't have formula for uh -uh, him. Uh -uh. And um, she said that she had started breastfeeding again. But, you know, if you stop breastfeeding and try to start three weeks later, you, right. that's not going to work out. These kids had nothing. They didn't like any food and they were dirty and in diapers and just, it was cold outside. And so Deanna and I left that situation. We went to Walmart and bought formula and clothes and food. And then we brought it back. So no speech therapy happened that day either. No. And that happens. <laughs> but sometimes you have to know when you need to help. Right. Or call DSS, which I think we also did after that home visit too, called DSS. Yes. I did. Because that's just, to me, an unsafe and unhealthy environment for those kids. And I'm not saying call DSS after every home visit either. I'm not saying do that. I'm not the DSS police. I'm there to help those children. But in that situation, it was unsafe. And I think you need to recognize, hey, this is when it is. And it's too unsafe for this particular child. We need to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you'll know. Yeah. And sometimes a house can be dirty and I will not call. Of course. I mean, it's dirty, you know. But I am, again, not the dirty police either. And so I've only, if a child's in danger, then I'll do something. But if they're not, I won't. Right. You know. So I can work with some dirt. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to if you're going to do outreach. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. You're going to work with some dirt. So it's fine. And then I know the end of the day, we ended up with, and I had blocked this most of this situation because it's not the best for me. So we were driving home that day. You tell that story, Deanna, because I, I had blocked most of it. Well, and you know, in true Hayden fashion, we probably left 10 minutes before she needed to be back in Fayetteville. So <laughs> we were coming down the highway at, I guess, uh, I high know. rate of speed. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> we were getting the heck out of Dodge. It we, were, a day. we were moving. We, we, were, needed, we were getting we back to Fayetteville quickly. We, we needed uh, to have a minute of rest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I happened to notice that the vehicles that we were approaching in front of us were quickly moving over and getting out of our way. And I thought, wow, this, you know. We're, we're making some good time here. But what I didn't realize is there were probably three or four state troopers behind us that had been behind us for a while. <laughs> we hadn't even noticed. And in all fairness, the radio was not on. And I never heard a siren. Never. No. I don't and think they had them on. Yeah, I don't think so either. Or either I, we were doing one so fast and whizzing by that we were <laughs> faster than the speed of sound. I don't know. <laughs> so Hayden's on her phone, and I'm just, you know, looking out the window, and all of a sudden, the state trooper pulls up beside us, and he was he was not very happy. <laughs> and I'm sure he probably said some things that were I don't know. <laughs> not very nice. But he, you could tell he uh, wanted us to pull off the road immediately. Yes. So we did, and that's <laughs> when we found out that they had been following us for several miles and oopsie <laughs> <laughs> like, like, 
uh, who us? <laughs> have officer? Have we? we yeah, I, I think I think <laughs> another mile or two, and there would have been maybe like a helicopter, <laughs> Channel Five or something. <laughs> in on. Like an OJ situation. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just totally oblivious to what was going on. So. Well, we had worked like dogs that day. I'm not kidding because we left out some. There was there were several other home visits we went to. That was a whole like it was like like it was a whole bunch of home visits we did. Yes, like seven or eight in a row. And um, we were we had worked like a dog that whole day. And we were probably we were out of it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then you know, so we ended our day in a police chase. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I think I not everybody up. can say they've done that. No, I think we did. That's right. Seventy five and a fifty five is what I think the final result of that day was. We started with a look. Can you hold your pit bull back? Right. <laughs> and start and ended with a seventy five and a fifty five. Like good times have all right then. That's <laughs> that was, it. That was good. Yeah, I had blocked this police chase down. I think I just remember the ticket. I yeah. think I blocked that part. It's like, oh, that's oh, the best part. You can't forget us? that. Like, yeah. we did, officer? I'm sorry. I'm confused. Really? Us? <laughs> <laughs> so it's bad. Um, I think they were pretty surprised when they pulled us over and just saw two normal, like, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they expected, like, some hardened criminals. <laughs> <laughs> We'd already been to the hardened criminal yeah. places. So we, we, we left those unscathed. <laughs> but, yeah, fairly normal people. <laughs> fairly normal. I say that in quotations. That it was, was a, a good rough day. day. It was a, but you know what? That day it was a good day because it made us appreciate what you have it also right. makes you appreciate what you really do for these kids because for all of them the kids in all the homes were not the issue no no the kids were fine they just needed some help the family situation was the issue with all of these homes and we just happened to get a particularly crazy bunch of families all yes, in a row we did that we just sort it's of not got, always the case but no yes. no 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 actually the reason i point at that one particular day is because it's, it's not the norm Right. You know, there's a chance that you're going to have that home that's not the cleanest on your case, but it's not always going to be a day full of, you know. We should probably tell a positive home story now. One positive thing is sometimes when you go into the homes and these families are just so desperate for somebody to do something to help their child and they don't really know what to do. You can just see the, like, the parents like, oh my gosh, okay. I mean, you just see sort of the, like, Thank you so much. Gratitude for helping my child and just, oh my gosh, thank you. And they really, they make you end up looking like a genius, which again, I think Deanna is the child whisperer, so she is. But so speaking just for me, you know, I hate to tell them like, hey, look, I'm not really doing anything any more special than anybody else is doing here. You right. know, I'm just doing regular speech therapy, you know, but they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you're the best things that sliced bread. So that's also very rewarding. Yes, it is. <laughs> and they can, and it's nice too that they see how they can in turn work mm-hmm. on things at home and mm-hmm. the benefit there is to sitting down with your child and reading to them and talking to them. And, and it's even sometimes I've been in some homes that were very nice, very clean, but they just didn't have a lot of toys or right. a lot of equipment for the child. And sometimes those are my most favorite because I use magazines. Mm-hmm. I've used like flyers from the newspaper. I've used pots, pans. I've used whatever I can right. find. And sometimes that's the most rewarding because you have to really be creative. And usually the parents are really happy because they know they don't have a lot for their child. Right. too. I've been to plenty of homes that are extremely clean. They just don't have a lot of resources. And because of that, they don't have much for the child to play with. There's nothing better, in my opinion, than like a, a toy flyer. That's a 30-minute therapy session right there. Right, uh-huh. So, um, and if you show them what to do with that, then they're like, oh, okay, like a spoon and a pot and pan. Right. We can do all kinds of mess. It, it kind of opens their eyes to, you know, they step out of the parent role a little bit. So what we do, and they see that there's possibilities in anything. You, know, you can use anything around the house as a learning experience for a child. So, yeah. yeah, any way to talk to them, play them games with whatever, and you know, anything. And I think that tends to be sometimes the most rewarding 
type of home visit. But again, like I said, that makes you a better therapist because oh, wow. then you learn how to be creative and think on your feet because you don't always have the best of the best toys. And sometimes the best of the best toys, you don't need them. Right. And that's the difference when you're in a clinic, you have everything that you need in the closet to within arm reach. When you go to a home visit, that's rarely the case. I mean, you know, you can think you have everything you need, but depending how you can only carry so many things in at one time. And if the child's not having anything to do with anything that you brought, you got to think on your feet and be mm-hmm. able to adapt and find mm-hmm. things within the home that you can use to get mm-hmm. some therapy going. And make that child click. Because usually what happens is you also figure out at minute five of a 30-minute therapy session, you're right. like, holy bejeebies, I got 25 more minutes to go. What am I going to do? And they're exactly. not sticking anything I got. So you've got to think on your feet and think, okay, well, this could be a long 25 minutes, or I can need to get accomplished what I'm supposed to get accomplished here. And a lot of times, you can find a really cool game that you just sort of come up with on the fly that really helps unlock some of the things that that child needs and really do what you need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, I think another good thing a home visit does is, besides just being creative, is it helps you learn how to talk to parents so that sometimes when there's a more serious issue going on, the parent will start to trust you and you can really get a good rapport so you can say, look, I really feel like you know this child needs further testing or sometimes we go in, especially at a home visit time, before they even have a diagnosis of anything. And so... You know, we don't diagnose, but we could say, hey, uh, next time you go to the pediatrician, ask them about this. Right, See if exactly. I think this would be a good referral kind of thing. So it helps you to sort of learn how to have those conversations with parents that aren't always the easiest ones to have. Right, exactly. Okay, well, that does kind of lead us into talking about interesting parents, different parent types of stories, that kind of thing. And, you know, we talked about the situation where we were at that home visit with the family that where we went and got food and that kind of stuff. It sort of does bring a good point. If you haven't met the basic needs of food and warm, and you're never going to be able to get any therapy done. And sometimes what I've noticed is I have to almost tell the parents, okay, like you need to get the child woken up before I get here. Right. And dressed. Yes. And fed. Yes. And so sometimes before you even do speech therapy, you're just talking about like schedule for a child. Right. Like appropriate bedtime, appropriate wake up time. You know, like three in the morning isn't always the most appropriate bedtime because then they sleep till noon and the therapy scheduled at nine, never going to work out. It's never going to work yeah, out. Yeah, you're not going to get a lot of success out of that session <laughs> if you're... Absolutely. If the child's comatose and they've only had like three hours of sleep or five hours of sleep, you right. know. So I think that's sort of one of the basic things. That makes you a better therapist. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about a child's schedule. Before I ever started doing home visits, I was like, well, doesn't every child go to bed at eight? And wake up at seven. <laughs> you would think. But not much. No. <laughs> um, so I think that happens. And I can remember going to one house. God, I think it was like two or three in the afternoon when I was seeing this child. And everybody was still in their pajamas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the kids were drinking Mountain Dew and eating potato chips. And that's not healthy. So I can remember having conversations with them about just, okay, this is good food. This is to help feed their brains, to help feed their bodies, good nutrition. I know you've talked about having to go and buy things for families. or Yes, I've had a family before that, you know, they were out of money and the kids were hungry. And so, like, that was part of a therapy session is that I went to the store and bought enough supplies to last a couple of days because there were twins and then they had, like, a younger sibling and like you said, sometimes therapy's the least of their worries. And mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, helping out where you can. So, yeah, I've done that before. And that makes you a better therapist because it makes you look at the whole picture. Yes, it does. You know, because you come in there thinking speech therapy, but like, well, hey, that's way on down the total. Right, place. right. So other interesting parents. I don't know if you've ever had this happen, Deanna. I have shown up at a house one time, and I don't think it was the dad. I think it was, it's been a long time ago. I think either it was a cousin 
or a neighbor, but the, he wasn't normally there. But he was naked as a jaybird when I answered that door. When, <laughs> no, when I, I went to the track, when he answered the door, he was naked as he could. I mean, naked. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to come in and do therapy today. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, no, no I am. Uh, thankfully, have not had that yeah, I, scenario. Um, yeah, as soon as he opened that front door, I was backing up. Like I was halfway to the car yelling, "Hey, I'm going to come back. I, I, see ya." Right. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it's been very common for like you know a mom to come to the door and she's got like this super thin t-shirt and mm-hmm. maybe just like some mm-hmm. undergarment that you know not dressed like she should be Mm-mm. but yeah Mm-mm. i haven't experienced a completely naked person thank goodness no no <laughs> i did have a home visit one time where i was with somebody else it was a first visit you weren't with me at this one i don't think i don't know maybe you were hold on i'll tell you the story and see if you remember and i noticed that people kept coming to the door asking for a pepsi were you that with me on the uh, a pepsi know. And so I kept thinking, and this has been a long time ago. It's been a long time ago. About every couple minutes, somebody would come to the door wanting a Pepsi. I mean, and I was sitting there in the den, and the mom would get up, and we don't have any Pepsi. And she'd come back. And then if somebody else come to the door, and they'd want a Pepsi. We don't have any Pepsi. And at the end of the session, I would, we left, and I was told at that time it was somebody from the DEC. Uh-huh. And I said, um, or it could have even been ECI. These are all like the DEC for to translate that, was Developmental Education Center. It's an agency that has changed the name to Child Developmental Services Agency, now CDSA. But at that time, it was called the DEC. And so somebody from that agency, it's a state agency, that was with me. And I said, why in the world do people come to the door wanting a Pepsi? And she goes, they weren't asking for a Pepsi. They were selling drugs. I was like, drugs? What? Ah, I didn't even know that was happening. I've been to a home where I'm in the living room doing therapy, and the mom and the dad and the neighbors have all been out in the back partaking in. <gasps> yes, I have experienced that oh, on an no. occasion. Yes, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would have told you not to go back to that home. Did you go back to that home? Uh, it wasn't too many times, I don't think, I after that. Oh, my God. You could clearly, they were outside, but you know, oh there was a screen door, so you could clearly, you knew what was going on oh. out in the back. Well, that's a definite situation where you are. You kind of wrap things up hope. a little you might end a few minutes early. Like, okay, well, yeah. I, I got to move on to my next yeah. appointment. So, yes. Yeah. Well, I had no idea that Pepsi meant drugs. <laughs> Why the hell's a Pepsi? What's up with that? <laughs> I'm never here. I mean, do they really need that much Pepsi? That, that's <laughs> another thing about home visits. You get clued into the, the street lingo. The street lingo, yes. Mm-hmm, Quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You learn a thing or two. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, I've also learned for neighborhoods that aren't nice, that maybe have some scary things happening you go there before noon oh yes mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. before yes. everyone is up and moving around mm-hmm. yes now one home visit that Deanna and I'll tell the story because I told Deanna when we left this house I said okay I will never tell the story again and the only reason I believe it happened is because we have a witness to it but if it was me by myself I would just pretend like I <laughs> like something happened to me I got knocked over the head and I don't remember it and so because this was so abnormally weird that I thought I, this really couldn't have happened Yes, I think I know which story you're going to tell. <laughs> yes. Um, first off, I don't know where we were, but the only thing that I can seem to reflect, we drove off to the edge of the earth and we fell over it, and that's where this visit yeah, was. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> this particular home, we drove into South Carolina and then back into North Carolina. Really? Yes, it was out there. It was the middle of... Like nowhere. Yeah, there was no, nothing around. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> it was the edge of the earth. We fell over and we landed and we went into this house that we in the front yard that we went into. That's basically yeah, what happened. That's, that's basically that's what it seemed like. <laughs> and that's pretty much. So why we were there, I'm not really sure. But anyhow. 
because I don't think we serve this area anymore, wherever it was. So we were in this home visit. We're seeing the little child. The child's fine. Yes. I mean, they've got some delays, but again, that's nothing not major. The pro- nothing major. Mm-hmm. They're fine. But then what the mom or dad that was, was it the dad? It was the dad. Oh, okay. It was the dad. And I've blocked a lot of this. And so he's telling us that he just had a recent surgery to prevent mm-hmm. seizures. Yes. Yeah, so he had a um, device installed. In his head. Yes, that was some kind of wiring. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how this went. Wand. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and he had like a, a watch. It looked like a watch, yeah. but that was the trigger so yeah. that he could send an electrical impulse. And it would go through this wire that he had inside that would go to a part of his brain. If he felt like he was going to have a seizure, yes. that he could press this button and it would kind of, I guess, essentially shock his brain into not having a seizure. Right. But he was only supposed to do this if he was actually having a seizure. Yes. Which, when we were there, he was not. No, he was not. (laughs) (laughs) No, and he was telling us about this, and we were working really hard to focus on the child. Right. What's happening with this child, and Deanna and I are really, and he's talking to us the whole time, and so he was telling us all about the surgery in great detail, and he goes, here, like this. Yes. And pushes the button. And... And did this thing, like he kind of got out of it for a few minutes. Uh, yeah, like open mouth, drooling, yes. give, like yes. full on brain damage. We, yes. I was like, oh, this is like not in good. in front of us. No, it was <laughs> not good. It was one of those situations where both Deanna and I are sitting there staring at this dude, like open mouth, like, I, I, I don't... Like, I don't even know how to tell emergency services how to get out here. Like, I don't know where I am right now. I don't know where we are. This is not good. No, I don't know where we are, and I don't know what's happening. No, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't as long, but it was, there were several seconds where he was kind of out of it. And I can, yeah, I did remember thinking, yeah. Okay, if we call, this was before like the smartphone days. Oh, yes. So I'm thinking, all right, analog cell phone, like we long ago lost it. <laughs> I'm like, I do we push the button again? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we do. Like, I don't know what we do. And do they have a phone? I don't know. Right. But even if they did, I don't know. I'm like, we're just send up a flare. I don't have a flare. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know. Like, come find us. I don't know. But I, I just remember, the, and it takes a lot for me to be speechless. Yeah, I, I, we were pretty speechless. We were just like, Oh, there was just dead silence in the room. Uh, like, yeah, and he came out of it, but a little bit. It was it was slow. I mean, he, I mean like he was like slurred speech, yes. and then I mean it was it was. I've never seen anything like it. No, I've never seen anything like I, it. Before. I didn't know you could do that to no. yourself. And the thing was, we believed him. Like he didn't need to demonstrate. Yeah, no, we were good. I, I, I believed him. <laughs> yes, like he was describing the surgery and describing what he had done. I was like, oh wow, yes, that's pretty major. I'm glad you have that medical technology installed to help you if you need it. But I didn't need proof. No, I, I have I a feeling that it's this. You know, that was kind of like his party trick now. So yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> not his party trick. I like because like it. Like, it was no, uh, it didn't need to. No, I was, I was good, and I just remember we left soon after. Well, yeah. we made sure he was okay. Yeah, he, he was, he was coherent and back to breathing, breathing, and he wasn't drooling and no, could speak so clearly. Bugging and, out of his head. 
<laughs> no, it was bad. It was I, pale. I, seem, I seem to recall you even saying, maybe you shouldn't do that. If <laughs> yeah. Push that button unless you're really having a seizure. It's probably not good for you. I, I hope I said that. I can only hope I said that because that would have been the logical thing to yeah. say, but I don't know if I was thinking logically. But I can, you know, yeah, like that's maybe just in an, an emergency situation, you would need to do that. Kind of like right, an EpiPen, right. but it was much worse than an EpiPen thing. But it was kind of be like using an EpiPen just to prove you could use it. Yeah. You don't really need to do right, that. You're right. good. That's, that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And so I just remember leaving and I thought, I'm just never going to speak of this again unless you're around. And if you're around and you can, can endorse the story <laughs> or whatever or verify it, then I will tell it. Otherwise, forget it. And here it, we are. It, it, it was, um, yeah. It, it was, I've never seen anything like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's probably tops. Mm-hmm. The outreach mm-hmm. stories, mm-hmm. the home visit stories. Yeah, that was like number one. Like mm-hmm. weird things can happen. Yeah, that was like you just you never know what you're walking into when you go to someone's home. Ever. No, no, and I think the child was going to be fine. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how he ended up. Yeah, I don't think we ended up doing. I don't. Again, I have no idea where we were. I, I think that yeah, it, that was maybe just like an evaluation, and there was like a consult with that kid. Yeah, he. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. really know what happened to that family, but yes. No. But Hopefully was... dad stopped demonstrating his... Party trick. Yeah, his party trick. <laughs> Never did it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think in this situation, this is a good time to say in a home visit that, you know, you really can't be too squeamish or scared of stuff. You have to have an appropriate fear, but not an over... You got to kind of... You know what? You need to gotta get over yourself. Exactly. You got that's how to best say it. Just get over yourself in mm-hmm. that situation. Like with that dude, if I was having trouble getting over myself, that one did it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> this is not about me. This is about another situation, and I got that. It's not all about you, and you also got to put things into perspective a little bit. So, like bugs. Oh yes, that's a big part of outreach. Sometimes I know we went to a home visit once, and middle of the day, and the home was really dark. So I guess us coming in, there was three of us. There was another therapist and. Uh, <laughs> One of the caseworkers from the CDSA. <laughs> and I guess just us coming in and stirring about had the cockroaches mm. quite active. And I remember mm. sitting on the couch. We had our therapy bags on the ground, you know, <laughs> on the floor in front of us. And all of a sudden, these like cockroaches just started like falling, like oh. one by one, like off the ceiling fan. And so, you know, you just like carry on your conversation and just like casually reach over and grab your bag and pull it out of the drop zone <laughs> and just... <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> you know, I mean, you want to just run out of there like, oh, my God, what is going on? But you just have to keep it together and keep going. Out of the drop zone. Yes, I love they it. were, they were um, just falling from the ceiling fan. Oh, yeah. really? No, I mean, it's bad, bad enough if they're crawling, but when they're they're parachuting in, that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's a whole other level of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of, yeah, of fear there. <laughs> One thing, I now have a healthy, I didn't used to, but I do have a healthy fear of dogs at this point oh, in I'm my sure. life. Yes. So I was with a therapist one time. We were at a home and they were out in the kind of the country, which is sometimes a scariest dog situation. Mm-hmm. But we'd already done the visit at the house. So we were all walking out of the house, walking to the car and these like big old whoop, dog, big dogs, like whoop, whoop, and big, you know, big whoop, 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 uh-huh. dogs, not these little yip, yip, yip dogs, but whoop, whoop, dogs came out of nowhere. <laughs> so, And the parents and people are already in the home. And it's like the car's one way. Because it's also a situation where you can only park so close to the house, right. you know. So the car's, you know, still good, like 
25, 50 feet. And the house is like 25, 50 feet. So like, which way do you go? The house or the car? Right. And the parents were already in. So they didn't see their like big beasts coming out. <laughs> so this therapist and I go tear and like, <laughs> like running as fast as we could to the car. And I'm clicking the unlock button as we go to jump in. And I didn't get bit, but she got nipped on the rear end. Oh, wow. That was a bad day. That was, I was like, oh, oh no, I don't know. what. But it didn't, I don't think he got the skin or anything or and that just her clothes but yeah that's a that's a bite a bite's a bite a bite's a bite <laughs> yeah uh, so after that now whenever i go to anywhere to any home or whatever i'll always shoot i'll do this anywhere and there's big dogs in the in the driveway i'm like uh excuse me could you come get your dogs mm-hmm. and then i'll come in your house but i won't come in your house until you come get your or if, if they're on a chain i figure out like how exactly <laughs> yeah, how long is that, that chain, chain like how far in the yard do i need to walk and yeah yes Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally have done that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How- and that's when you use your therapy bag as a shield. You kind of keep it, you know. And, and a good therapy <laughs> bag is more than a good therapy bag. Yeah. You could go, whoppa, That's right. Whoppa. <laughs> 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 like, Don't mess with me. I'm armed with a therapy bag, and I will use it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not afraid. Not afraid. No. So I've had that. I've had a situation with a house with lots of cats. Oh, that yeah. Mm-hmm. And they do carry ringworm. Is it ringworm or tapeworm or both? I'm not a cat person. I think both. I mean, I think you can get... I don't know. But anyway, they definitely carry ringworm. Definitely ringworm. But I've been in a house where there were cats and they were like like more than 10. Yes. And they're all rubbing up in yeah. you, on you, around you. And, uh, and, I, and I have gotten ringworm from a house before. I'm not sure if it was the cat house, but it was the house. But anyway, and so you leave there with your clothes all catty and your stuff all cat. That's where I'm like, oh, you know what? Just... I'm just going to throw away the therapy bag and the toys all at the nearest <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> and, and, and then go to the restroom at McDonald's and you just like, just yeah, hose yourself down and like I, hand sanitizer. Absolutely. Like, you know, you try and brush off as mm-hmm. nonchalant as you can mm-hmm. when, you know, in the driveway, then you just go to the nearest place that has a bathroom and just clean up, wash <laughs> your hands, just wash down the best you can because there are, yeah. yeah. Now I have used well-behaving dogs or animals for a therapy tool. Oh, really? Well, because sometimes if the dog's well-behaved and nice, sweet dog, and it's an inside good, sweet dog, it was like the only tool I had left. We've done like body parts. We've done like soft, hard. We've done like, you know, let's sing to the dog, pet the dog. We've done, I've done that with a couple of dogs in the homes before because I got, didn't, didn't like anything I had. I had nothing left. And it was one of those where the child was just, his attention span was very poor. And so all I had left was like this dog. Yeah. Thank goodness they're a good dog. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind. You know, I don't mind pets, but it's just in, if there's too many and they're not cleaned up after, it's kind of a problem with the house. Sometimes. It's bad. I one time went to a home and they had probably six or seven cats. Mm. They kept in the house, and mm. you know, wasn't the cleanest environment. And I didn't plan out my restroom breaks very well. Oh, and so by the time I got to this house, I really needed to, need to use the restroom. It's <laughs> bad. So I just contemplated, like, what are my options? And finally, <laughs> I decided I would, you know, ask because that's one thing I would absolutely never do. Like, yeah. ask if I could use You're the restroom. Desperate. Yeah. And so, luckily, this restroom did have a door. Oh, that's because I've heard of a therapist going in with you know, no door, door. no really? door. But I had to step over probably like a pile of dirty laundry that as high as my knee mm. and push cat litter boxes out of the way mm. 
Yeah, I never did that again. No. One of the nice things about a home visit is I think, okay, well, about the time I get like really tired of the situation, I'm going to skedaddle. Right, right. But another positive thing, home visit tip number two, know where all the McDonald's and the good gas stations are. (laughs) And plan your breaks accordingly. (laughs) Yes. It's It's a phenomenal time management. It's one of our core competencies some good time management Absolutely. according to where the because you got to make hey when between these houses you know you only got so much time so you got to you got your drive time between these houses so you don't want to go way far out of your way to get right to and the, some of these you know places are there's nothing around so mm-hmm. you you want to make sure that you've oh, you're found a Egypt. place to stop before you head out to the middle of nowhere but yes egypt Make sure you plan your breaks accordingly. Yes, and a good McDonald's versus a bad McDonald's or whatever. Right, exactly. Bojangles, Hardee's, fill in the blank. But yes, that definitely does that. And then home visit tip number three, every good therapy home visit toy bag has hand sanitizer. Absolutely. And Clorox and wipes. wipes. Yes. <laughs> and like not the little tiny wimpy bottle, the big no, daddy dog yeah, you bottle. you need the heavy-duty bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm like, oh, I spilled something and had to clean a surface for me to sit on or, yes. That's Clean. a good thing. Yes. Oh, I spilled something. Like yeah. your hand sanitizer? Yeah, like I've accidentally like made a mess and I need to clean it up so that I can provide a small clean area for me to... That is smart. Yes. You, now, you learn lots of tricks to not to be offending to anyone. I did go in one home one time that their heating device for the house... You know one of those big cement pipes that sometimes you see on the side of the road? Big cement like pipes. Mm-hmm, big. Mm-hmm. They, they had one of those in their den with a fire in it. Really? And a metal, like, piece of just, like, metal over top of it. No lie. Yeah. Why we all didn't blow up or go up and smoke, I have no (laughs) idea. (laughs) And the the weird thing was, I didn't think anything of it at all until, like, later when I was telling somebody about it. And they're like, oh, that's awful. I'm like, you know what? Well, you get... That is bad. You get used to some pretty unusual... You do. I didn't think a thing of it. I was like, yeah, because I was saying to them, it was a two-year-old that I was seeing, and I can vividly remember that. And I kept thinking, like, I positioned us far away from the heating source, even though it was kind of cold, because I was worried about him standing up and falling into the metal thing because Mm -hmm. it was hot, because there was fire behind it. The only reason I know that is because they moved it to put more wood or more whatever and. I don't know what they were burning in there. And I remember thinking, oh, gosh, he could get hurt if he falls into that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really think anything of it besides that. <laughs> it's very common to go in some of these homes in the wintertime and, you know, they have the oven door open because that's how they heat their house is yep. with the oven. Yeah. That's yeah. very common. Yeah. Yep. So between animals, bugs, cats, and heating things. <laughs> That's just the tip of the iceberg, probably. That, that was way the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> way tip. It makes you get over yourself pretty fast. It does. And it makes you realize, you know what, this situation's not about me. I think this situation is about helping this little person. Right. And doing what I need to do to help them. And when I did go back, I did talk about the whole heating situation with that mm-hmm. family because I did. But at the time, I didn't think that much of it. But the afterwards, when I told the story, somebody else was like, That's not really good or safe, is it? Like, no, come to think of it, not so much. Yeah, uh, need to work on that, and that makes you a better therapist. Oh, yes. When you realize, you know what, it's really not about me, or, or this is about what I got to do for this child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would like to think. Well, I don't have to think it; I know it because some of our kids, we go from home visits to we see them at the schools or the centers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we actually follow these kids from sometimes birth or not far off of birth all the way up through late elementary. Mm-hmm. Ages. I mean, there's several I can name, like, oh, yeah, I used to see them in the home. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what the impact of the home visit did, because I think if we hadn't gotten in there for a home visit, they might not have ever ended up in that special needs center. Right. And that, I think, probably changed the course of their life. It's an important starting point, I think, for getting kids on the right track to the right diagnosis and therapies. And Yep, I agree. So like we were saying, it's just about the fact that it's really not about us. And doing home visits will very quickly make you realize, because sometimes, like we said earlier in this, Speech therapy, occupational physical therapy is way down on the list of priorities, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it's like I feel, you know, I work for Christ at PDT, but what we do for the kids when we go in and do some of these home visits, it's more than therapy. I think it's showing them love and attention and teaches them compassion that there is compassion they, out there. And that, yeah, a lot that they may not get. If they're living in a place where roaches are common all the time, I mean, that's nothing they can control, but that's their normal. Right. And so teaching them, you know, if you have like a clean space to do therapy, that may be an introduction for them. Right. A clean square. Or the hand sanitizer, you know, like in their body feel clean might be a, mm-hmm. something new experience for them mm-hmm. that they don't have all the time. Sometimes that makes you a better therapist because sometimes, you know, when you come in, especially when you're new at this, you remember when you were new at this a long time ago, then none of that occurred to me until I went in there. I'm like, oh, they don't know what clean is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've taken, you know, baby wipes in before like, oh, let's clean our hands. You know, I wanted to clean mine. Let's clean yours so we can mm-hmm. do therapy. And, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, sometimes that's maybe the only time their hands are Clean. Washed her face. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Where I've cleaned my, let's, okay, well, let's clean our toys at the end of mm-hmm. the session. And oh, yeah, well, and then we do body parts, whether you need it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let's clean your elbows or whatever. Right. But again, you do it in a way that's not offensive to the family because Absolutely. you don't need to go in there and make anybody mad. Yeah. Because I've um, actually had an incident where a family where the mom had expressed to me that she was very hurt. And offended that one of the caseworkers that would come into the home and would not sit on their furniture or it was not a clean environment. But, mm-hmm. you know, still, as a professional, you got to just kind of get over yourself and just do what you got to do. But so. she um, that was one thing that I remember that was she was very hurt. You know, if you grew up in an environment that was never very clean, you know, it might not seem that bad to you. Right. Exactly. And yeah. And, and you don't want to ever, you know, snub your nose at anybody or mm-hmm. nobody's. My grandmother told me this a long time ago, you know, you're no better than anybody else and nobody's better than you. Exactly. And that's the truth. And so Mm -hmm. I think, you know, sometimes you need to sit down and wear, wash and wear pants. Yeah, you have to. It's it's a humbling experience because you just have to, you partake in activities and you do it with a smile on your face. And it may not be the ideal situation you want to be in, but you Mm -hmm. you just. But the greater thing is you're here there to help that child, and that's what you're there Mm -hmm. to do, and that's what we do. And that's our why, and doing a home visit helps you see bigger than your individual little therapy session, Mm -hmm. especially when you work with pediatrics, even more so than with, well, I don't work with adults, so I'll only comment on the pediatric one. But, you know, for peds, their normal is what they live in at that particular moment with whatever, and so I think it's important to expose them to what another way normal could be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So this was fun. It was. I, I enjoyed this. This is good. I, I like walking down memory lane. Yes. Some <laughs> good bit. stories. Absolutely. Everybody at PDT is very fortunate to work with you, Deanna, especially well, you. me. Yes. We've been, it's been a very good 14 years. We're it very has. fortunate and blessed. So I thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. And so we'll have to tell people, hey, you want to hear where Deanna's been, what Deanna's done? I can give you a few pointers. You can give a lot of pointers. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a whole lot from Deanna through the years. And through the years, I've forgotten you showed it to me. Now I think it's my idea. 
well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now, a whole lot. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And for a while, I gave you credit. And now I was like, oh, now yeah, I came hating. up with this. Sure, I did. I totally forgot that you showed it to me. <laughs> so sorry about that. But Not anyway. Not a problem. <laughs> so if you've been listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I've got a story. And you hadn't heard anything until you've heard this story. Or how you've done home visits for years and ways that you've impacted a child's life. The story can be funny, entertaining. It can also be positive about how you've helped children change the direction of their life, your therapy and what you've done with them and your experiences. We would love to hear about them. Send your stories to media at pediatricdt.com and we may feature your story or your funny story, how you've impacted a child's life, anything. So send your story to media at pediatricdt.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, I thank everybody for listening to this episode of The Working Therapist. Catch out our other How to Do a Good Home Visit podcast, which was the prequel to this one. And we'll invite you back sometime, Deanna, because like I said, it's always a good time. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. See you later. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 